This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments, or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, and your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome back to the FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Our second hour sponsor is Cali Key. Cali Key is our very good friends of ours, and they have a fantastic product. Drop in a Cali Key into any AR-15 or AR-10 to instantly make it California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, how about self-defense and emergencies? Uh, could happen to anyone. You know that? And, and they're really unfortunate. But what are you going to do? The justice system may not be on your side while you protect your family and property. U.S. Law Shield is here to defend, your tw- defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. All right. Hey, this segment is brought to you by the good folks at San Diego County Gun Owners. That's www.sdcgo.org. Ten bucks a month. You can't beat it. The benefits are tenfold. Need to join them today. That's sdcgo.org. And you can get yourself a voter's guide. You can get all kinds of uh, shooting socials, and if you become a ten ring member, Michael will buy you breakfast. Yep, <laughs> he will. Right or lunch or lunch or dinner, and our big Christmas party's coming up too. That's Tuesday, right. It's Tuesday the eleventh. Tuesday the eleventh. Yep. But right now we got Joe Germisi, the blogger. He's what are you doing? Oh, pulling out his phone. Wrestling here with the phone. But, I know you uh, lost. Yes, I am here. So, and you want to know what I'm going to talk about today. Yes, right? we do. That's, that's what you usually ask. Okay. <laughs> so, um, what we thought we'd talk about today is the thing that I wrote about this week and what's going on in Virginia right now. Uh, and, you know, some people are saying the revolution may have begun in Virginia. So, what's going on back there is they just had their election, their statewide elections, and um, Michael Bloomberg and all the usual suspects pumped a lot of money into the elections. And the result is they were able to elect a um, a uh, very anti-Second Amendment governor. And they were able to, um, to get a legislature back there that is pretty anti-Second Amendment. So right off the bat, they're going to start passing these laws. Um, you know, the same, if you look at, um, and I want to say it's, it's in the article, it's SB 18, SB 16. I think it's 18, um, is their big, uh, anti-second amendment. SB uh, 16. 16. There we go. And, um, that's their big anti-second amendment thing that, uh, they're probably going to vote into law once they all take power back there. And, um, it's interesting because what, what's the reaction of the people back there is what's interesting. So remember uh, last week we were talking about the uh, Second Amendment sanctuary ordinances, and uh, these were these were counties and cities around the country that are declaring themselves Second Amendment sanctuaries, where they are going to not um, not enforce basically laws that um, that are unconstitutional, basically concerning the Second Amendment, or they weren't going to compel their law enforcement. Um, 
agencies to assist in enforcing those things. And um, that's spreading around the country. Well, what happened in Virginia um, is uh, they have 23 different counties now in Virginia that have passed um, Second Amendment sanctuary ordinances. And uh, of the 23 that passed those, uh, they were all 22 of the 23 uh, passed those things in November. So this, all this stuff is directly related to the election and the people that got elected. The other thing that's significant is that there are 52, I believe, other counties that are going to consider um, passing one of these amendments. And all of these things are on their schedules in all these 52 other counties for the December uh, meetings. So all of this stuff is a direct result of the election. So what's happening there is the people in Virginia are paying attention to this and they're waking up and they're saying, no, we're not going to do this. And it's interesting because there's only, um, what is there, 95 counties, I believe, in Virginia. Yeah, 95. Three, and, three times as many as California. Yeah, and they're about a quarter of the area of California. Or twice. Square twice miles wise. Yep. And because um, I think we're, what are we, about 170,000 square miles, and I think they're like 49,000 or something like that. But, um, but it's interesting. Their counties are smaller, but 75 of the 95 counties have taken action. That, that's huge. And it's interesting that pretty much all of that has happened in um, November or it's scheduled to happen in December, which means it's directly related to what's going on back there. And I think it's, um, it's very significant, I think, that, this people, that the people are standing up and taking action. What's going to be interesting is when the laws, um, when these things do come in the law, it'll be interesting then to see what happens. Because is the state going to try to enforce these laws? Are the counties not going to assist? Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what goes on back there. And that's something that California should be watching. Because we talked about this, I think, last week. You know, we have, um, what, 58 counties. We have 40 million people out here. Almost 400 cities in California. We have one Second Amendment sanctuary area, and that's the city of Needles. And and that's it. And you have to ask why is, I mean, why, you know, I could understand counties like Los Angeles and San Francisco and Marin County and all those places. I mean, it's a little bit tough there, but we've got a lot of rural areas that are, you know, allegedly conservative, a lot of gun owning people there, but nobody's, uh, apparently no one's brought this stuff up yet, at least in the California, uh, County. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on in Virginia and how that influences everything else. So how I have a question about the the sanctuary counties in Virginia. I don't know if you got this deep, but what what is the action? I'm all for PR. Like you know, I you know, there may, if you make a statement, you know, uh, get out there in front of it and uh, make a statement. But is it just a statement, or or do they have teeth? And I know we talked a little last week, but you know, I think that there's the impression that needles passed this, or some of these other cities passed this. And therefore, the laws just disappear. And I don't, I don't think that's the case, though. No. Well, what, what is? How does it work in Virginia? I don't know if you got that deep into it. No, I didn't get into research that. But when I was looking at the article last week, um, I looked at because there are four states that have passed these that their governors have signed these things. Yeah. And in those states, the way they've worded it, and it was uh, what is it, Alaska, who who did it a while ago, like in 2010, I think. And then there was Idaho, Wyoming, and um, Kansas. I think was the fourth one. And um, what they did at the state level, they they worded it such that their law enforcement agencies can't be compelled by federal agencies to enforce these kinds of laws. 
And those were directed, I think a lot of them, uh, not so much Alaska's, but the others at the red flag laws yeah. that were going around. So that's why I'll be interested to see. Um, I haven't looked at the wording on any of the ones in Virginia because um, I think it was, uh, it was just interesting to me that they were all directly in response to what's going on there because they all happened in November and December. But um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they enforce that or what happens when the state does enforce that. Because I, I suspect what's going to happen is, you know, a lot of those places probably they're not going to say that, you know, we're going to defy the law necessarily. They're just not going to assist in, in enforcing that kind of stuff. And I think, unfortunately, what's probably going to happen is there's going to be citizens they are going to be made examples of yeah. and there's going to be bad stuff like that that's going to go on but it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out but and again the statement's important i mean it's really important that's that's one of the ways we got uh the ccw policy changed in san diego was getting the city of santee to say hey look we we officially as a uh city council uh oppose you know the current policy please change and that's, you know, one of the pieces that, that helped change policy. So this stuff works. This yeah, is that, absolutely and, important. Well, and that's exactly what we were talking about. I think the last segment where we were saying, you know, the words matter. And the fact that 75 counties, and these are the officials of the counties, the supervisors, the people that lead the counties, stood up and said, no, we're not going to tolerate that. That that has that should have huge weight and huge effect back there. So it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. Because like you're saying, it, you know, words are important. And when you get cities and counties and, and official bodies like that to actually stand up and say, no, we can't, you know, you guys can't do this, um, that that does have an effect. So it'll be very interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, and Virginia is, is California circa like 1998. I mean, they're talking about a, a assault weapon ban and magazine ban and, and, and even um, restrictions on on teaching people well and on if instruction you, yeah if you read through that that sb16 it's it's all a lot of the stuff is stuff we already have as law out here what's unique or what's different because the anti-gun people always go further they always take another step um what's different there is that there's no grandfather clause yeah and that's a big deal because that that means people that go to bed one night as law-abiding citizens are going to wake up as criminals because it's not that you know your old things that are going to be banned are not going to be, um, you know, grandfathered in. All right. If you folks want to get more of uh, Joe's uh, blogging, go to San Diego County Gun Owners.com. Right. Yep. Slash blog. Slash blog, and you will find all of his updates and look at it every week. That way it keeps him on his toes. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This is Gun Sports Radio. This segment is brought to you by Cali Key. California's assault weapon laws makes it almost impossible to own an AR rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution, no milling, no aesthetics, modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com 
That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. And are you planning on doing a home remodel? Maybe a beautiful kitchen, a room addition, or maybe build your whole house? We have got the guys for you. TDT Construction does it all. Don't overpay. Give TDT a call, and you can get them at 619-448-2353, 619-448-2353, or you can go to the website at tdtbill.com. That's tdtbill.com, and they're a A-plus rated of the Better Business Bureau. All right, are you looking for a private instruction to get a CCW? Maybe you're not into crowds, and you're looking for somebody that will do it one-on-one. Well, we've got the guy for you, John Groff. He has been providing individual CCW training classes for the first-timers and people renewing their permits for years. John can arrange a time to fit your schedule and an affordable price. He's got a calming and professional demeanor, and he loves to help. Give John a call at 619-933-4368. That's 619-933-4368. And ask for John. And if you stop by Gun Range San Diego, he'll be there as well. All right, our next guest coming up right now is the U.S. Law Shield attorney, Edwin Walker. How you doing, Edwin? I'm doing great. How are y'all? We're just doing hunky-dory. We're so glad you called in from uh, the great state of Texas. Well, yeah, it's good to be here in the great state of Texas. It's got to be, man. Yeah, it's got to be better than California. Well, we appreciate you coming on. So uh, tell us, so Edwin, what are you seeing as far as trends and and that kind of thing with CCW, red flag laws, and the rest of that stuff. What are you guys uh, representing a lot, and what are you doing? Well, you know, um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, mostly, you know, we don't, well, we, for one thing, we don't have red flag laws here in Texas yet. We actually have sort of a, a we do have a protective order law. Uh, we just don't, simply don't call it a red flag law. And we've actually been fairly successful in lobbying the legislature. Um, Texas has a really strong gun rights organization, the Texas uh, State Rifle Association. Uh, We assist them in uh, lobbying efforts, and there's a lot of grassroots opposition, actually, to uh, red flag laws here in the state of Texas, at least the red flag law that they're wanting to put through, which would kind of make it very open-ended. Right now, as it stands, uh, the police here in Texas are authorized to make a, a warrantless arrest of somebody that they believe you know, presents an immediate danger to themselves or somebody else. Uh, but uh, you know, of course, the red flag laws that have been going through on uh, been going into the other states. Uh, they want to greatly expand that to uh, relate to uh, a, a dangerous and which that's the that's one of the troubles of every law is that they never ever define what a dangerous activity is or what dangerous conduct is. And so that, of course, opens the door to pretty much anything, including acts of speech, acts of free speech being considered dangerous enough to get somebody, um, you know, get somebody uh, uh, put on the, uh, you know, have a have a warrant issued against them uh, to have the police come out and take their weapons. So fortunately, we've been able to stop that here in Texas, but it is an issue that is not going away. I mean, it's sort of uh, it's sort of a, a typical of the anti-gun folks. Is they find they they find some point uh, or some piece of legislation that they just pound and pound and pound uh, across the United States until they get it enacted uh, in a few places and then say oh look this should be enacted everywhere right uh, 
you know, things like y'all's, uh, you know, out there in California, things like your quote unquote assault weapons bans, magazine capacity bans, uh, the fact that that every single private gun transaction has to go through a, uh, you know, has to go through a, an FFL dealer. So background check, you know, these are these are these are ideas that that in no way cut down on either the lethality of a firearm or uh, the illegal behavior that a firearm, uh, you know, that a firearm is used to perpetrate. Uh, the whole background, I guess the one thing that, you know, we are here in the great state of Texas, but uh, there is, a, and I'm not saying this to disparage anybody, of course, who's listening to the show, but, uh, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, we have seen a large amount of migration from California to Texas. And unfortunately, these folks are, you know, they're, they're coming to Texas because we got a lot going for us, but they're bringing their California ideals. And so, uh, right. and so there is a, there has now become a political slogan here in Texas uh, that says, don't California my Texas. I don't, I never understood that because the people that are leaving California aren't, aren't the uh you know the anti-gun group you know they're the the people that are sick of california and going to i would think that the immigrants from california would be making california you know more gun friendly or or you know and by the way i i'm against the the mass exodus of california in fact i think more more of you folks in in texas need to move to california and help us fight because here's where the battle is i'd or put a wall send, up or send money i'd put a wall but, up but i i it seems like i've been hearing that more and more often about you know the kind of the anti uh you know hey don't come from some other state but it seems like they're more more of the people that are moving there are in line with what's already happening in texas is that i mean what what's making people believe that that the folks coming from other states are you know trying to californianize uh texas i'm just curious well because uh uh, austin is a great example so austin is supposedly the new silicon valley and so uh, what uh, what is bringing a lot of california uh, former California residents to Texas is the fact that their jobs are moving here, their companies are moving here. So they're not, oh, you know, see. these are generally not people who are saying, hey, I am tired of California's uh, regulations, their taxes, their gun laws, uh, their, you know, their welfare state. They're not saying that, looking for a better place to live. What they're saying is, great, now I got to move to Texas because my job moved to Texas and now I'm getting transferred to Austin. Uh, I and see. So that makes a lot of sense. I, yeah. I've come from this state that has all these things that I believe in, and now I'm going to try to impose them on the state of Texas. Uh, and which, you know, I, I heard your earlier segment about the, the sanctuary county uh, movement that's happening in Virginia. And we actually have, you know, I don't know that it's totally necessary and is definitely symbolic more than <laughs> substantive. We have that here in Texas, too. We have uh, several counties that are sort of um, uh, proactively calling themselves or declaring themselves to be uh, sanctuary counties uh, or the like, even though um, there's no current, you know, there's no current uh, anti-gun laws, state anti-gun laws at least, that they're they're fighting against. Uh, They're doing it proactively because um, just a little bit of Texas state history here. I know that in California, y'all have a permanent legislature. Your legislature is in session 
the entire year round every year. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. 3,000 yeah. bills a year they sign. 3,000 bills a year. Well, see, here in <laughs> Texas, uh, we have a very proud history of being anti-authoritarian in which there was a, uh, there was a, there's a common saying uh, that says, you know, if the Texas legislature's in session, no man is safe. Um, and so the, our forefathers, uh, whenever they drafted the most recent version of our Texas Constitution that we're living under, was passed in uh, uh, 1876 um, during Reconstruction, uh, or immediately after Reconstruction left the state of Texas, uh, it said that the Texas legislature only meets for five months every other year. So we do not have a professional permanent legislature. uh, And whenever a bill does not pass by the end of the legislative session, it is gone. It is dead. It doesn't stand a chance of coming back. It has to be refiled from square one as a brand new bill two years later when the legislature meets again. So uh, so You guys are responsible for Beto, though, so don't get too... Well, no, El Paso is responsible for it. <laughs> well, El Paso, Texas. Hey, hey yes, by just, the way, just to show I, you how I, El Paso is different. They're actually in the mountain time zone, whereas the entire rest of the state is in the central time zone. Well, let, let me just say one, one thing. Because of that last statement you made, don't be blaming us if half of California comes running to Texas. <laughs> it's your fault. It's your legislation. Seems to be doing the right thing. God, can you imagine if Sacramento did that? They'd have a heart attack. I'd, I'd buy him well, a ticket. Know, well, what I was going <laughs> to say is, is that is that our legislature fortunately only meets five months every two years. However, this past legislative session, they meet on odd numbered years, and so we had one here in 2019. Uh, unlike the last 20, 20 plus years of uh, of the of legislatures that we've had, in this session there were uh, sixty gun bills filed, sixty gun sixty bills that would either affect your gun rights or your self defense rights, and forty five of those were anti-gun or anti-self-defense bills. And so that was a disturbing trend mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of, there were several state legislative seats. Uh, the Republicans used to have a supermajority in the Texas Senate. They don't have that anymore. Uh, they used to have a substantial majority in the House. They don't have that anymore. Uh, there were several seats that were flipped uh, from uh, from Republican to Democrat. And so... It is, you know, it is, it is, you know, unfortunately we are seeing, and I live in Harris County, which is now totally Democrat, which up until, gosh, five years ago was totally Republican. And so things, things can flip very, very quickly. And the thing about it is, is Texas used to have a very proud tradition of Democrats who supported gun rights. So you can believe in all of the other democratic ideals. You can believe in, you know, uh, business regulation. You can believe in minimum wages. You can believe in the welfare state. You can believe in, uh, you know, every other democratic ideal that you want. But here in Texas, at least, you also had people that believed in gun rights. In addition to all those things, Uh, those Democrats do not exist anymore, at least here in Texas. I don't know if they ever existed in California, but they do not exist here anymore. And uh, more and more, gun rights has become a litmus test um, for you know, progressing in the Democratic Party. Uh, we see that you know, gun rights is, 
is absolutely right now 100% a partisan issue. And so that's why everybody has to remember that, you know, if you do support gun rights, every election is important. Every election is important. No matter what the office is. Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right, and and you know, like I said, when you're starting to see Virginia, you know, everybody thinks California starts it, and then it all bleeds across the United States. So I was kind of surprised that Virginia would do what it's doing, because now it's starting on the East Coast, and you know, all the other states are just watching when these states do these these laws, just to see how the reaction is, and if it's favorable, they're gonna they're gonna take it up. So we have to fight. And the only way to do that is in the ballot box. You're absolutely correct. All right, buddy. Hey, it was really good chatting with you, and I got a sneaky feeling you're going to be coming on again in the near future. So, Yes, sir. Well, at U.S. Law Shield, we love your show, and we'd love to have the opportunity to participate. Well, have no fear. I think Lance will be definitely giving you a call. So enjoy the rest of your evening, and we'll talk to you down the road. You too. All right, folks, we're going to take a small break, but there's a whole lot more. We still got 30 more minutes of Rip Roaring Gun Sports Radio News on FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. By the way, did you know, folks, that you can go to gunsportsradio.com and download the podcast shows that we've been running? Super easy. And Lance even found one of these little square things that you click your phone on it. It's a, some kind of a reader. Yeah, that's a QR code. QR but, code, and, and boy, it pops right but up. you can get the show just by going to uh, asking Siri or Alexa or whatever you want to ask. It'll The thing will show up. So uh, tell your friends. I don't talk to her. It's fabulous. I don't talk to her. Oh, well, she listens to you. She don't listen to me. I don't even like her. Hey, this is, do you need to take a CCW class for your San Diego CCW? Well, do you want an Arizona, Florida, or multi-state CCW? Visit ccwusa.com. That's ccwusa.com. They offer small class sizes, expert instructions to fit your schedule and your wallet. Three classes every month, two weekend classes, and one Friday class. That's Friday, December, or actually the next class. <laughs> You've got all the December class. Oh, we're in December. Yeah, we're in December, Dave. Yeah, December 13th. What am I doing? Welcome, Dave. Uh-huh. December 1st Happy today. Thanksgiving. And December 5th, 7th, and the 21st. Poor guy. 8 a.m. Private lessons to you, all to meet your busy schedule. Check their website for details on how to apply for your CCW. And for more information, go to ccwusa.com. That's ccwusa.com. Have you folks been to AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon lately? Well, they've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service experienced gunsmith, and they can do anything from mild repairs to full custom firearms. AO Sword Firearms stores located at 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com. Or call them at 619-749-4867. You can build, buy, or repair. A.O. Sword Firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com. Or call them at 619-749-4867. Right now, we have our firearms technical expert, 
David Chong on the line. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Hi, guys. I hope you had a good good Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. We're still surviving. (laughs) That's good. That's good. It was... I, um... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you're... You're on. What do you got? What do you got for us today? Well, you know, I was thinking about the past two weeks, uh, talking about uh, barrel twist rates and some of the misconceptions about whether it's uh, related to bullet weight or bullet length. And uh, when people ask us what the what the best twist rate is, they're surprised to hear that there is no best twist rate. It, sometimes it's one in seven, sometimes it's one in nine, sometimes one in eight, or even one in ten, depending on what ammo you're running out of what barrel and what caliber and for what purpose. Uh, I got a lot of stuff to talk about on that. However, uh, this afternoon, Lance sent me a text and said, hey, David, I got a lot of questions about Cerakote. And uh, so I'd be happy to answer any questions about Cerakote. Uh, you know, we do a, we do uh, full service Cerakote coatings in house. Uh, we don't farm it out, and so that that keeps us pretty busy throughout the year doing custom coatings. Some people are looking to restore a finish on a gun that's had its factory finish wear off. Uh, other people are looking for something pretty uh, for their. Uh, for their lady in, uh, or themselves in, uh, uh, gosh, we've got Tiffany blue and rose gold and all sorts of glittery colors. We also do custom camouflage patterns or even uh, vanity patterns like uh, from brand names or someone's initials or, or uh, something cool they saw in their favorite movie. Uh, it's, it's a pretty fun process and uh, there's a lot that goes into it to make it make it uh, good and lasting and uh, high quality. Well, so, Lance, yeah, did you have some questions? Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, Lance. Well, I, I was just going to say, could you just tell our listeners, you know, what exactly is a Cerakote? So is it a is it a, a powder coating or is it some other kind of process? Sure. It, it is a ceramic-based high-tech coating. Uh, it's, it, and it's extremely thin. So when applied, it is only between... Uh, 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 one mil and three mils thick on on either side of the uh, part, so that that really doesn't interfere with typical uh, clearances in a firearm, which have at the closest usually five mils of uh, tolerance on either side. Every once in a while, when you have a really tightly fitted, for example, we do a lot of high-end 1911s. We build custom 1911s for the Paula match shooters and the match shooters at uh, Lemon Grove Rod and Gun and uh, South Bay. So they're really, they got some really finely tuned 2011s and 1911s and so forth. Uh, Sometimes we do have to uh, uh, fit them after coating, but for the most part on an AR style or most of your striker fired guns, uh, there's, there's no fitment required. Uh, the, the, The ceramic base actually makes it more, uh, corrosion resistant than factory coatings, and also the, the, the just the nature of its lubricity and after its uh, after its heat hardened uh, and cured in an oven, uh, it, it's harder and more durable than pretty much any factory finish uh, out there, other than uh, nitride treatment, which is uh, really really tough. So is it a solution for, like, if, if you're having a rust issue, is, is Cerakote a solution for that? Or do you, do you have to solve Absolutely. the rust issue first? Or how does that work? 
So both, yeah. So if, with any uh, rust issue, uh, no matter what either treatment or coating you go with, you are going to have to uh, solve the underlying uh, corrosion issue first. And hopefully you, you get to it, you decide to do something about it before it results in pitting because that's actual pockets in the metal that we can't, that we can't fix anymore. We've got to address somehow else. But with uh, a rust, we're going to address the rust first, uh, stop that, and then uh, hopefully just media blast it so that it's uh, nice and smooth, a, a, a porous surface that's ready to accept uh, coating. And then we um, you have to degrease the parts. Most parts have been in an uh, oiled environment uh, for gun assembly. And we've got to get all of that out of the part. Sometimes that takes multiple treatments to get all of the oil to come on out of the part. Don't want any oil underneath your coatings. Uh, prep as any painter, house painter, car painter, any coating applicator will tell you prep is 75% of the job. So we've got to get all that out of there. Sometimes we even have to pre-bake the metal to get the, the oil to weep out of the pores. And... Um, of course, we also do complete disassembly. That's something that's fairly unique to us. Uh, uh, I, I, we've we've corrected several Cerakote jobs that were coated assembled, where they just did a media blast on the assembled or only partially disassembled gun, and then you get uh, underspray on areas that were covered by the the gun's assemblies. I want to talk really about that. To, I want to talk about yeah. that real quick because. I've seen a lot of that uh, where uh, people think a Cerakote, oh yeah, I could just I can get this nice design put on my AR, whatever the case may be. But then these things are jamming and all this other kind of stuff. So Cerakote, just because right. someone does it doesn't mean they do it right. Also, too, sometimes there's got to be some milling done, especially with some ARs when they're done. So um, I, I appreciate you bringing up the fact that you guys have to you know fix some of the jobs that were done. We do, and it's not to badmouth anybody right. out there. And you know, we certainly had our uh, uh, instances where we've had to go, oh, wow, this, this gun uh, doesn't want to go back together. And you got to, then you got to gunsmith it afterwards and, and fix it. Yes. Um, to, to clearance it out. But uh, like I said, for the most part, most guns have tolerances that will accept the very thin layer of Cerakote uh, that makes a complete coating. In other cases, especially with a multi-color uh, um, a camouflage job, you're adding layer after layer, and that can start to you know, create a hundredth of an inch of, of stacking tolerance. And then you do have to expect that you're going to have to do some clearancing. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I've seen, you know, a lot of people who, you know, they'll take their pedestrian Glocks and, you know, and Cerakote them and, and, you know, personalize them. So a lot of people do that with their, their Glocks or shotguns, their, their ARs. So um, it's a... Perfectly... Yeah. Perfectly safe to uh, to coat the Cerakote a uh, Glock. Just one thing I want to caution uh, all of our listeners out there is be sure your coder understands that it cannot be cured at the standard heat. You will warp a Glock frame uh, or many of the uh, uh, polymer frames. They just cannot uh, uh, take the high heat of uh, Cerakote oven. They have to be uh, cured uh, they still have to be heat cured. Otherwise, that Cerakote is, is not going to be uh, resilient. Um, but they have to uh, use a different heat setting for a different time. Uh, you can also use air cure, 
but uh, it just does not have the same hardness principles as the uh, oven cured Cerakote. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. And what if someone has a Cerakote that's scratching or whatever the case may be? So how difficult is it to, to redo it? Uh, not hard at all. I mean, it, it's it's basically, unfortunately, like uh, getting a, a brand new Cerakote job done again. You do have to uh, start at the very beginning, uh, degreasing it, uh, stripping it, and uh uh, disassembling it, repainting it. The reason why is, uh, I, I did mention earlier, uh, Cerakote is extremely lubricious. It, it things, but water beads up on top of it. Uh, uh, the, the coefficient of the friction is very low. So things slide across it very easily yep. and it's chemically resistant, but that also means that Cerakote will not stick to Cerakote that has been cured. Uh, so you have to get a, a new purchase on the gun. Uh, in some limited cases, touch-ups are uh, uh, possible. You just yep. uh, can beat blast that part and then coat over that one part. Makes I'm just going to bondo it and uh, rattle can it. <laughs> there go. you go. Then take it, it over there. It doesn't work. Use more duct tape. That's right. Always. And when you get all done doing that, then all you need to do is take it to A.O. Sword and they'll fix it for you. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dave. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. My pleasure. Take care. All right, folks. We're going to take a small break. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali key. Convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with the comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take guns off don't take days off and neither does our coverage what's your plan after you defend yourself or your family consider a plan from u.s law shield check them out today at uslawshield.com that's uslawshield.com thinking about doing a remodel maybe gonna do a really or not a remodel but a refi where would you go we recommend prmi mortgage that's primerez.com backslash alpine with the interest rates dropping This is a perfect time for you to give our good buddy Chris Wiley a call. Whether you're looking to buy or refi, or maybe even a reverse mortgage, call a mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or go to primerez.com backslash alpine. All right. All right, here we go. Uh, we're our, another segment of Stump My Nephew with Sam the Gunman, who is also my nephew. Every week we 
get uh, questions that are sent in. And if we use your question, you get a uh, T-shirt. And if you stump my nephew with your gun trivia question, then you also get a hat. And we have a particularly hard one uh, today. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to... Uh, uh, Cross your fingers, Sam, because this one's really, really hard. Are you ready for this one? Oh man, I hope so. All right, <laughs> all right. You don't have to get all. He's all. Fine you don't have to get all cocky, kid. All right. Now, 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 I'm now I'm gonna I'm gonna make it even harder. I think. No, no, no. Okay, so this is Cindy from La Mesa. Cindy writes in, and she wants you to tell her what is the triple lock. What is the triple lock? And I, I think what she's looking for is she's looking for a manufacturer. Um, she's looking for the type, and uh, I think she wants a little bit of uh, of backstory as to why it's called a triple lock. Thanks very much for the question, Cindy. And yeah, this is a really hard one, and I'm not going to be able to completely answer it, but here's what I've got. The triple lock was a system implemented by Smith & Wesson on some of their revolvers, um, I forget the name of the, the product line, but it was around the turn of the last century. And the idea behind the triple lock was that there were three mechanical mechanisms locking the cylinder into the frame. And that way it was supposed to be safer for the, the newer, more powerful cartridges that they were um, beginning to chamber their revolvers for. But it was pretty expensive to manufacture them that way. And so they, they later dropped that because they could make revolvers that were just as safe that didn't have that triple lock mechanism. Unbelievably obscure question. I cannot believe you got it right, but you gave every piece of information she asked for. Yeah, that, that one was pretty ridiculously obscure. I had to uh, go look through the uh, mental filing cabinets there a little bit. We're going to do the show uh, on video one of these days, and you'll you'll see us dying here yeah. because we're all going, oh, my God, how do you get that one? I know. We're going broke, giving away uh, hats job, and t-shirts baby. now. You want you want a follow up question real quick? Would do you, what's the most popular caliber the, of the triple lock, the Smith and Wesson triple lock revolver? Oh, now you're pushing. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> probably thirty eight special would be my guess, but I well, don't that, know. That question didn't count, but you got it wrong. It's forty four special. Okay, close okay. enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, great job. Awesome. All right. Hey, we're going to let you go a little early today, my friend, because we have another caller on the line. Thank you very much, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Great job, Sam. You, you guys have a good night. Thanks, Sam. All right. Hey, Lance, are you there? Well, thanks for having me on the show today, guys. It's, it's great to have you back, man. So uh, you, you rolled out the dates, so tell us uh, what you rolled out the dates on, and what are the dates? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're gearing up for our seventh annual charity handgun rifle tactical shotgun course for leukemia. And it's always in the springtime. And so we've released the dates. In fact, we just opened up enrollment for it. And the dates um, is March 6th and 7th for people that want to join us for two days, six, seven, eight, and nine for people that want to stay for the full four days. And um, we have so much fun uh, putting this event on and it just gets bigger and bigger every year. And this past year, actually the past couple years, we've raised over $36,000 each year um, in one single weekend uh, for leukemia and lymphoma and uh, teaching a whole bunch of folks uh, wonderful life-saving and fun firearm skills and uh, in a family training environment for such a good cause. And um, we uh, just opened up enrollment for our seventh event. And and ladies and gentlemen, um, that's about 250 uh, San Diego County residents that'll be up there, including 
Michael and Laura Schwartz. Joe Dramisi's going. I'll be going as well. And so we encourage you. What's the website? Uh, the website for all the information is www.charitycourse.gives. That's charitycourse.gives. So it's not .com, it's .gives. And we've got all the information on the website, the when, where, how, why, the cost, and everything. And um, and uh, also a way to reach out to me with more questions. But it's an amazing event. It's hosted out at Frontside Farms Training Institute, which is in Nevada, just outside of Vegas. It's the largest civilian firearms training school in the country uh in fact it's the only firearms school in the country big enough to handle the hundreds of people that come out for this event and uh it's a 550 acre firearms training resort that teaches all weapon um, systems and for this charity event people will have the choice of shooting handgun shooting tactical shotgun uh taking a marksmanship rifle course um either one of those three and so, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. You could bring your your shotgun, your AR, your your pistol. Like Joe, you going to bring that Glock thirty four? Uh, that's what I have been doing. Yeah, I think I I may, or I may just bring the carry gun. Well, hey, hey, Lance, do you have any uh, special lineups for like hotel rooms and what have you? No, we don't. Um, okay. Uh, most pe- most people uh, most people will stay at the Best Western in town or the Holiday Inn Express. But there's lots of Airbnb um, houses uh, that people can stay in. Uh, choices like that. But um, the the Best Western, the Holiday Inn Express is uh, those are the hotels most people will stay in. Okay. And uh, and so. And when people go to the website, they also get an opportunity to sign up for our email um, newsletter that sends out information. And some of the information that we send out by email is a list of the hotels, their phone numbers uh, to go okay. ahead and make a reservation. And then just to be clear, so they're going to sign up, uh, you know, on uh, charitycourse.gives. Uh, that signs up for mm-hmm. your, your event. And then separately, they sign up for their own hotel reservations. That's correct. Yep, that's right. And Lance, cool. if you're wondering why I am not going, because that's I work during the week doing television, and unfortunately I can't bail on yeah, that. He's a TV man. In case you were wondering. Yeah, anyway. you know what? We all got excuses, Dave. Yeah, I know. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot, and uh, have a great event. <laughs> Thank you so much, and thanks for having me on the show, guys. Our pleasure. Always good. All right, folks. Hey, please support all our great sponsors. Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. San Diego County Gun Owners, sdcgo.org, 10 bucks a month. Come on. TDT Construction at tdbuilt.com. CCW USA at ccwusa.com. U.S. Law Shield at uslawshield.com. Cali Key at k-a-l-i-k-e-y.com. Prime uh, Mortgage, P-R-M-I, and that's primeres.com backslash alpine.com. Gatsky, Dillon, and Balance, LLP, or CAFirearmsLaw.com for a lawyer. John Groff for individual CCW training at 619-933-4368. The Gun Range San Diego, that's thegunrangesandiego.com. A.O. Sword Firearms Store at aosword.com. And I really want to give a big shout-out to Lance Pelkey, our producer, Michael Schwartz, our co-host, Joe Germisi, our big blogger, and Brendan Thomas, our board op. So go to gunsportsradio.com for podcasts and up-to-date information. Keep your family safe and listen to us every Sunday for updated news that you need to live by. Right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer.
This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.